Let's bring in uh, Peter Lewis, Asia business correspondent. Thanks for your time as always, Peter. 4,000 delegates from 140 countries have come to China to attend the Belt and Road Summit. Even Russian President Vladimir Putin was in attendance. Are China celebrating this initiative as a success? Yeah, I think they are, Jason. I mean, I suppose you could say it's quite impressive to get um, you know, representatives, including presidents and prime ministers from 140 countries um, together. I'm not sure the US could do that or, or any country um, in Europe. So yes, President Xi Jinping was really uh, touting the success of the Belt and Road Initiative. It's the 10th anniversary um, of that. And they've spent in that time about one trillion US dollars uh, building infrastructure uh, throughout Central Asia, uh, trying to connect, in effect, China uh, with the with the rest of the world. And President Xi Jinping says it helps uh, global growth, um, and I suppose uh, to a certain extent that's true. Uh, it has helped growth in some of the developing countries, but the critics will say um, at what cost? And the and the big cost of that is the amount of debt that some of these countries have incurred, which they can no longer pay back. And I'm thinking of countries like uh, Sri Lanka, where uh, they had to take over, uh, basically nationalise the port that China had built there because it just simply uh, was an unviable proposition. The Maldives, Laos, Kenya, all struggling uh, with Belt and Road Initiative uh, debt. But from China's perspective, uh, yes, big, a, big, um, a big win, so many people turning up. I would say, though, that one of the reasons why so many people turned up is maybe if you're handing out free money, uh, you're going to uh, go there. And, uh, and if I told you that the way sometimes this seems to work is as a foreign leader, you turn up, you tap President Xi on the shoulder, say, can I have $5 billion uh, by Sunday? And he says, sure, in fact, have six and a half as we're good friends. Now, that may sound far-fetched, but that's exactly what the president of Argentina did. Uh, president Fernandez turned up in Beijing. He's got an election on Sunday. Uh, the peso is plummeting. He urgently needs money to support it. So he asked President Xi Jinping for $5 billion, and he got six and a half. Wow. Good friends, if you can find them, that's for sure. So, so given the fact that it has driven some countries you know, into real financial problems, into bankruptcy, some of them, how will China carry the initiative on? Well, it can't carry it on at the same scale uh, that it's done before. It certainly can't spend another trillion dollars, not least because uh, domestic opposition is building to spending that sort of money because China's got a lot of problems, domestic issues of its own that it really needs to sort out not least a tanking uh, property market that's going to take several trillion dollars to go and fix quite uh, quite possibly. So they haven't got the money anymore uh, to spend on these large overseas infrastructure projects. And, and President Xi Jinping sort of admitted that. He said he was going to focus more on what he called small, beautiful projects rather than these big ones, uh, which I think are going to be a lot of green um, initiatives. But yes, uh, this is going to be scaled down sort of going forward, maybe uh, not so much in terms of geopolitical ambitions, but in certain terms of financing, um, yes. And of course, there is still one big problem uh, that President Xi hasn't been able to solve uh, with, um, with the Belt and Road, and that is that it finishes before it gets to Europe, because no European country um, has signed up to it. Italy did, but they've now pulled out. Uh, there was only one... EU leader um, in Beijing, which was the uh, the Prime Minister of Hungary, 
um, was the only one who turned up out of the European nations um, there. So it hasn't really achieved its aim of connecting China uh, through Central Asia, through the Middle East with Europe. Vladimir Putin's visit is interesting, isn't it, uh, Peter? First time he's visited since the invasion into Ukraine. What sort of conversations did he involve himself in? Well, um, he was talking um, effusively about the Belt and Road, saying that um, you know this was uh, Russia's chance to really pay a, a significant, play a significant part in this. From President Xi's um, side, um, he stressed what he called his deep friendship. Uh, with Vladimir Putin, and he said basically the um, the trust between uh, Russia and China was deepening, strategic coordination was close um, and effective. So he was really playing up uh, his relationship with Putin. He, you saw in many of the television pictures uh, President Putin and Xi side by side, and it was um, President Xi along with President Putin who led all the other delegates into the Great Hall of the People uh, for for the summit. So he was really given a high profile. He was uh, basically called the guest of honor, given the first chance to make a, um, a speech there. And in fact, President Xi re- revealed that over the past decade, uh, he's met Vladimir Putin 42 times, more than any other uh, leader in the world. But this is coming at a cost as well, um, because it's upsetting particularly um, Europe, because they see um, this as helping to finance the war in Ukraine. Um, uh, China's financial support for Russia has made a big difference uh, to, to Russia's ability to be able to, uh, to carry out this, uh, this war. And it is damaging to China's relations with the EU. And uh, China's GDP it grew 4.9% year on year. That's better than expected, is it? Uh, it was unexpected. Uh, people were you know, projecting maybe around 4.2%. They were saying that it was going to be very fortunate if China could achieve its 5% target this year. But actually, that now looks well achievable. They're only going to need growth of about 4.6% in the final quarter uh, to get there. So I suspect they will. Um, they're not out of the woods, though, by any means, because there really is a big general gloom economic cloud over China at the moment. Foreigners don't want to invest in China. Uh, The stock market is performing horribly um, at the moment. Um, And domestic investors are really very disappointed in the performance of the economy and their own markets. And they just don't want to spend. The consumers really sort of pulling in the horns. And part of the problem is the property market. If you look at the data that came out this week, it wasn't too bad, with the exception of anything to do with uh, the property market and investments into the property sector uh, plunged once again uh, in the last quarter. Uh, It was down uh, over 9%. um, And so it's actually the the, uh, the slump uh, is increasing, in fact, um, and people just don't want to buy property. And a lot of the big property makers... Uh, property developers are bankrupt. We heard this week uh, Country Garden, which used to be China's biggest property developer, has in effect defaulted on its foreign bonds. Um, so that could, could well be dragged through the bankruptcy court um, in Hong Kong. But it's basically you know, not even small developers. It's the biggest property developers now own effect insolvent. And this is going to cost hundreds and hundreds of billion, uh, billions of dollars to sort out. Peter, thanks for your time and your expertise as always. Peter Lewis, Asia Business Correspondent with us on News Talks. 
For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.